Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to Christmas at the Compass. We're so glad that you have joined us today, whether uh, you are here first thing in the morning or maybe you've had a busy day and you are unwinding after spending a great day with your family and your friends celebrating the birth of our Savior. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Today, all five campus pastors are together and we are talking about unexpected gifts. Have you thought about that? Maybe today you have received an unexpected gift or maybe you'll be giving an unexpected gift. Wherever you may be, we want to say thank you for joining us today. We are excited to celebrate Christmas with you and your family. This past December, we talked in our sermon series about the first gifts of Christmas, the study of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and more importantly, what we could learn about Jesus based on those gifts that he received on the first Christmas. And it made us as campus pastors curious. What are some unexpected gifts that we could share with all of you that we have received to continue this gift-giving theme together? So fellas, first off, thank you for joining in. And I just want to ask, what is the most unexpected gift that you have received? Wow, this takes me back to when I was eight years old. It was that Christmas morning. I woke up down with the family. I open up the last box under the tree. It's really small. I'm disappointed until I find a piece of paper in it, which led me on this scavenger hunt around the house, eventually up to the bedroom, down to the kitchen, and eventually then out to the back porch where there was this object under a blanket. And I ripped off that blanket and it was that red BMX bike. Man, that was incredible to get that bike for Christmas as an eight-year-old. Never forget it. Well, you know, one of the unexpected gifts that I got was really probably the first Christmas experience that I had. And I still remember sitting before the tree and the lights were twinkling and I was just mesmerized by these big boxes that had my name on it. And I still remember not only did I get a unexpected gift, I gave an unexpected gift too. Uh, my mom was calling us to the dinner table and my brother came over and grabbed me like this and tore me away from the tree. And I actually took a big bite out of his arm. This poor guy, he still has a scar to this day. And so I gave him an unexpected gift. And then later, man, we got a Playmobil pirate ship and a big old Playmobil castle. We played with that for hours and hours. And it was awesome. And so that kind of set me up. First Christmas, just unexpected gifts. I love those toy unexpected gifts from growing up. But I'm wondering, like, have any of us had the commercial level unexpected gift? You know the one I'm talking about, like the Lexus commercials out there where all of a sudden this husband and wife are together and there's this new car with a giant red bow on it. Have you guys ever gotten an unexpected gift quite to that level? Uh, okay, so I, yes. But it did not have a red bow on it, and it was not a Lexus. But I did get a new car one time, totally, uh, totally surprised by my parents. I, I remember I was a freshman in college, and my parents set me up because they, I knew they were going car shopping, but it was car shopping for my mom. A little did I know, they bought me my first ever, I think my only ever brand new car, Honda Accord Coupe. 
You have such a better level of unexpected gift than I have. When I was sitting here thinking about it, the unexpected gift that I got that came to mind was um, I had this crazy aunt growing up who, for lack of a better way of putting it, just got us unique gifts. Uh, she bought me a pair of battery-operated socks. Uh, and, no, no, it gets better. I had this gold long necklace with a giant like medallion at the bottom of a tennis racket, which, you know, just I wore every day. Always. I never wore that thing once. But, you know, beyond just the fun gifts, have you guys ever gotten like a sentimental gift that was just really unique and unexpected? And it goes back to, it would have been five years ago. I didn't even know it quite at the time how important this unexpected gift was, but it was my dad's last Christmas with us and he was a big piano player and he, he gave us, he gifted us a piano. It was one of those things where I took up lessons from him when I was young. I wanted him to teach my kids how to, how to play piano. There's something about looking back and just realizing this was his last gift that he gave to us and it kind of still is in our house remembering kind of one of those things we just really treasure and loved about my dad. That's really kind of cool. fantastic. That's pretty sweet. Uh, you know, it reminds me, like, unexpected gifts can come from anywhere at any point in time. And we see that in Scripture as well. Um, but instead of hearing it from me, John, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share a few thoughts with us about an unexpected gift that we find in Scripture around Christmas time. I'd love to. Let's go do that right now. You know, something most people don't know about me is I grew up in a traditional Lutheran family. And so I had opportunities provided to me that most kids my age didn't. For instance, uh, I was in bell choir. I was an acolyte boy, and I was going to be a part of a traveling Christmas choir with other, we'll call them seasoned adults. <laughs> Here's how it worked out. We would take our hymnals, we would go to people's front yard, and once the homeowner opened the door, we started singing. Now, I, I was not privy to whose houses we were at, but I can tell you this, they did not see it coming, right? So they opened up the door. We started, we started saying, go tell it on the mountain to startled faces. Here's the irony. The song, go tell it on the mountain, actually portrays that very situation we are in. The shepherds, they, they were just minding their own business. I mean, literally just minding their sheep when out of nowhere, a choir of angels descends. We're talking robes and all. And, and they turn to hymn 83, glory to God in the highest. Whew. Hey, have you ever been interrupted by angels? Actually, I have a number of occasions. Uh, their names are Hallie and Lena. They're 11 and 7 years old. And, and without fail, every time it seems like I'm having a conversation with my wife, these angels interrupt. And here's what it sounds like. Mom, mom, mom. Yeah, I'm sure you've been there before. Like, how do you have a conversation with somebody when you're getting those type of interruptions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interruptions are very much a part of our life. It doesn't matter if it's kids in the back seat, coworkers stopping by your cubicle. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe m messages on your mobile devices. Studies show that we are interrupted every six to 12 minutes throughout the day. Some are good, some frustrating, some scary, some maybe even rewarding. Imagine being interrupted by a choir of angels. I'm not talking about a bunch of Lutherans. I mean actual angelic beings. This is the position the shepherds had. Luke chapter 2, first it was an angel, then it was a choir of angels, and here's what it said. They said, today the Savior, yes, 
the Messiah has been born in Bethlehem. Go and find this baby who's lying in a manger. The word continues, says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now, getting interrupted by, by people can be sometimes annoying, but being interrupted by God is something totally different. Why? Because God interruptions are both intriguing and invitational. You, you see how the shepherds respond with a sense of intrigue? Let's see this thing that has happened. There's this curiosity, and that curiosity causes them to abandon their sheep to go find the Christ child. I mean, here, here's the interesting thing about unexpected messages from God. It causes us to go, either go do something or to go to someone. And in the shepherd's case, they, they do both. They go to Bethlehem and find this Savior in a manger. The shepherds re returned to work, re returned to their life, but it was different. They were so wrecked that they couldn't help but keep talking about it. They wanted to share the good news with people. They wanted to kind of interrupt other people, if you will. In verse 17, it says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. As followers of Christ, we get the opportunity to gain unexpected messages from God, from his word, from his spirit, and then to go and share that with other people. So I challenge you, go today and interrupt people's world Whatever God is teaching you, go and tell somebody. Uh, invite your pearl to uh, get to know what God's activity is in your life or in, in your church. Or even this week when you're with family, create curious spiritual questions to get people intrigued. Invite them into a conversation or into a next step because, because on this day, God interrupted the world. He interrupted time to provide us good news that brought great joy, and we get to do so likewise. The shepherds received the unexpected gift of an interruption with an invitation. And that leads to the second question that we just want to discuss together. Gentlemen, what is the most unexpected gift that you have given or that you could give? You know what I gotta say, my wife is always treating us so good. You know what my unexpected gift is gonna be this year? All expense date night of her choosing in the next couple weeks. Merry Christmas, honey. Love it, that's fantastic. <laughs> wow, that is super kind, Mark. Uh, my unexpected gift is for my brother-in-law and it's Ohio State toilet paper. Love it. Go blue. Go blue. Go dogs. <laughs> you guys, this is great. So one of the things actually our family just did, we, we uh, love playing games, right? We sit around as a family always on the living room floor and play these old school games. And we thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun is to kind of share a little bit of who we are and, and help families kind of build memories together this Christmas. So we each actually just chose a family that we said, who made an impact in your life? And we decided, you know what? Let's gift them this game on, you know, just before Christmas here and a little ding dong ditch style with a little note of just kind of showing our appreciation of how they made an impact in our lives. So it was really rewarding, especially for the kids. That's great. 
that's really fun. And that kind of makes me think of the unexpected gift that I want to give my family this year. So for better or worse, I've become really tied to my phone lately. It's one where I spend time playing games or surfing social media, responding to text messages, emails, and it's just happening all the time. So I want to give my family the unexpected gift of me turning off my phone for a 24-hour period, just so I can spend intentional time with my kids, with my wife, to let them know how much I love and care for them, and just want to be with them. That's so good. I'll, I will always remember uh, an unexpected gift we were able to give our family last year. Um, we planned a Christmas trip to Disney, leaving the day after Christmas. And so uh, the way we surprised the kids, they knew we were going somewhere, uh, but they didn't know where. So we had everyone packed up. And then on Christmas morning, uh, we had wrapped up their magic bands for Disney. So they opened up the magic bands. And of course, they're like, when are we leaving? And we're like, tomorrow morning. And so we all left the next day for Disney. That's one of the best gifts I think that you could give. And yet, scripturally speaking, in the same passage that we just studied about these shepherds and the heavenly hosts, they received a second unexpected gift. And it's one, Mark, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share a little bit more with us about. Yeah, most definitely. I would love to do that. Hi, friends. You know what's an unexpected gift that you could give to your friends or family members? Be the first person to get up. Get up really early in the morning and belt out your favorite Christmas song. Well, you know what? I bet that's going to be really unexpected, but I bet it won't be much of a gift for the people that you live with. You know, what's interesting as we see the angels coming to the shepherds while they were watching over their flocks at night, you know, they don't start by coming and singing that famous song. They start by sending one angel that has very intentional and specific words. And you know what? These words are a gift of words to the shepherds. And you know what? I bet we could learn something from this angel as he comes to the shepherds. I bet we could learn something that this Christmas season, you could give some gifts of words. And I'll bet that the Christmas presents are probably already all open and the food has been eaten. But I, I bet there's still some time this Christmas day that you could take a, a couple moments and think through and then give the gift of words to the people in your life. And I bet it will be something meaningful. And so as we see the angel, he comes to the shepherds and he says, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people. I love that when the angel shows up, he knows how the reaction of the shepherds are going to be. He, he comes and he's got some empathy and he starts off by just saying straight up, fear not. You know, as you give the gift of words to people this Christmas season, you know, maybe start by just coming and saying, you know what, I, I see you and speak into their lives about what you see they're going through right now. And I bet that's going to set the table to be able to really give them these gifts of words. And then I love that the angel says, fear not. And it's that old word, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I love this word, behold. It's not in the newer versions. And behold is this idea of something that you cherish, something that you look at, something that's worthy to be held. And the angel, you know, he had something important. He had something very intentional, something specific about where they should go and what they should do. And in the same way, I bet if you take some time to be very intentional about your words and to think through the people that uh, you care for in your life and then come with them with something that they can behold, that it will really be a meaningful gift that you can give to them this year. 
And so I give you three different areas that you can think through that you could give the gift of words. The first one is the gift of words around who God created someone to be. You know, oftentimes God has given us certain personalities and gifts and just a way of being that, you know, we don't see or maybe appreciate. And you could go to someone and either list, you know, three words that you see, individual words or one word with a description. You could say to someone, boy, you know, you just have a lot of joy and you bring joy into people's lives. Or you're an encourager. People get around you and they just feel encouraged. So think through and speak into people's lives who God has created them to be. And I bet it'll be a real gift for them. You know, and then secondly, speak the gift of words around God's activity in their lives. Because, you know, Jesus was up to something 2,000 years ago when he was born in a manger. But the truth is, is God is still up to something today. And oftentimes, God's activity, it's hard for us to always see it. But from the outside, you can see what's going on and speak about what is God's activity in someone's life and maybe reframe or speak words of joy into their lives. You know, no matter whether you're in the valley low or the mountaintop high, God's at work and he's doing something. Maybe it's just saying, hey, you know, this this trial that you're going through, I see you're going through a hard time, but I believe God is with you and he's he's building character in your life. Or if they're on a mountaintop, you know, hey, this is God's favor. Or maybe this is the fruit of what God has been doing in your life. And I just want to say, wow, it's just really encouraging to see. And I hope that you give uh, gratitude back to God and thankfulness for what he's doing in your life. If you frame out God's activity in someone's life, I bet it's going to be a gift of words that'll be really meaningful. And then lastly, thirdly, the gift of words of what this person means to you. You know, this might be connected to the first words of who God created them to be. It might be something different. But, you know, just saying, you know what, um, my friend, you bring great joy into my life. Or, you know, I love how you listen to me. Or I love how we can do life together and it just uh, makes things more meaningful. Think of something that is very specific that you appreciate. And then you can say to this person, you know what, I just want to say I really appreciate you for all these things. Or you can go all in and you can say, man, I just want to say I really love you. And either way, these words will be meaningful and I think will be gifts for these people. And so this Christmas season, may you take a little time to create intentional words that people can behold and that they will cherish And I think you'll be surprised by how meaningful they can be. You know, oftentimes it's the free gifts that are the best gifts. And so I hope and I pray that this Christmas season you can give and receive the gifts of words and that you might experience good news that gives great joy. God bless you, friends. Wow, the unexpected gifts of Christmas. The unexpected gift of interruption and the unexpected gift of words, both pointing us to the real gift of Christmas, which is Jesus. You know, it was Jesus's brother, James, who said, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So how do we both hear and do from this time today? Well, find someone that you can encourage with an unexpected gift. Maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's an act of service. But once you have your idea, share it with someone and then go do it. Thank you for joining us today, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! There's no way Jay's going 24 hours on the phone. Come on. Seriously, who gets a car as a gift? Mark, did you actually bite your brother? 
Tasty. <laughs> John, where's my gift, man? I want a board game. You moved and I didn't know where your new house was. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.